and we're live in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Bayat Beat. Nice. I am your lovely MC and host, MC Debbie. <laughs> um, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, my mother over here, the talented Reverend Summer Elbeati. Hey. <laughs> and over here, my grandmother, the matriarch Barbara Elbeati. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. This is a Bayat Beat, exposing the truth as we see it. This is the podcast where a son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations, follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. All day. <laughs> Um, so I guess the first question would be our what our topic is is deceptions of the media or quote fake news mm. as certain people like to call it. Um, the first question that I have here is having lived through the 20th century, what was your experience with fake news during? World War II grandmother, uh, quote, yellow journalism, as they called it back then, and up until post 9-11. Wow. Well, I was a child <laughs> in World War II, so mm. I do remember uh, whenever we went to the movie theaters, there would be, uh, there would be short newscasts. And uh, yes, the journalism was quite yellow. There would be um, little film things of Japanese kamikaze mm. pilots uh, just leering uh, about <laughs> the damage they were going to do. And of course, those were staged, mm -hmm. but we didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and so we, it was... Um, to the extent that when eventually Japanese restaurants started opening up in this country, I was surprised. Mm. I love Japanese food. I love many things about Japanese culture. But it was shocking to me that we had forgiven the Japanese <laughs> to the extent that uh, we could eat Japanese food and enjoy it. Yeah. And I always hoped that the same would happen for Arabic food. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of on our way there, but uh, there's still a lot of prejudice against Arabs. Mm -hmm. so. And I would say that that's for a lot of minorities in this country uh, coming from uh, being oppressed by the West. Yes. To some extent, mm -hmm. they come here and, you know, there's liberalism, not as much oppression towards them where they open businesses. And then sometimes there's some oppression still there. Yes. And, and with the Japanese, of course, uh, 
we're the ones who dropped the uh, atomic bombs mm -hmm. on two of their major cities. Uh, unnecessarily, I believe. And uh, it wasn't that the Japanese were entirely innocent in World War Two, uh -huh. um, but we managed to um, assist them in rebuilding, and their society changed. Ours, um, I think, we had some good intentions towards some peoples <laughs> in those days. Uh, we also helped with Germany and rebuilding. Uh -huh. uh, and we helped much of Europe rebuild through the Marshall Plan. Um, and what's been shocking to me is that we went into Iraq and demolished it. Uh -huh. um, and all the money we said was to go to rebuilding, the money disappeared. Uh-huh. Well, there's that fake news. Yes. Like, Iraq has mass weapons of nuclear... Yeah, know, weapons of mass... Mass destruction. destruction, yes. And, oh, turns out they don't. That was just a call now, to arms. I will say that most people who are well-grounded in the field of Middle Eastern studies knew that it was fake news. Yeah. But... Such people were not allowed a public voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been a great frustration, although we kind of expect that now. Mm -hmm. That's what we were talking about earlier, which was the um, oppressors give the news. And why yes. would you believe the news from your oppressor exactly. or the elite um, etc. Why would you, you know, if Israel is posting the news, why would the Palestinians believe what they say? And the same goes for um, any group. If way back when, you know, the whites were posting the news, why should the blacks believe it in this country? Mm -hmm. It's the same concept. Yeah. And still today, I mm. mean, we see many oppressions within our own country here. And um, still, the the ones in power and um, controlling the narrative are the whites. So when you have persons of color getting into... Um, uh, government it doesn't mean it's going to be smooth sailing because they um, they continue to be attacked from the perspective or from the the fake news um, institution right mm -hmm. and so um, they keep getting attacked and keep getting attacked and keep getting attacked so that um, whatever they're saying that may um, be of major importance saying, hey, you know, um, you're oppressing these groups, you know, in this city, um, we have the majority of this group and they're experiencing oppressions. 
and and it gets skewed via fake news right mm-hmm. it gets skewed uh, fake news being linked to things like rumors right um earlier there was a discussion um that i was having about well uh, how people have a tendency to enjoy this thing called gossip right mm-hmm. people have inside of them this um, ability to be good and be bad right and so when that happens it could come out in the form of something like gossip oh did you hear about so and so oh her husband Mm -hmm. left rumors exactly lies um and 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 then what ends up happening is that can take the form of fake news right so so it's just these rumors it's just this gossip and it's this inherent tendency within human beings to want to do that okay i'm gonna say for a sec can you move the mics a little farther sure because i'm picking up a lot of okay yeah Mm -hmm. okay continue Hmm. i think that was it well i i'm you know when i'm out of town out of the state of California, I am rather frequently asked about this invasion <laughs> of our southern border mm. and how I feel about it and if I feel threatened. Mm. And I try to explain that no, I don't feel threatened. And I hadn't heard that we are being invaded. Uh, by any reliable source. Yeah. So, uh, what is going on, on on the border? I don't really know at this point. Mm, yeah. Right. I don't think anybody knows. I think you have to go down there and see. And I think what a lot of reports that, you know, we've se- heard from people mm-hmm. that were down there is it's chill. There's no, yeah. you know. Now, yeah. that was a couple of years ago. I don't know what it's like today in this era of the U.S., but a couple of years ago, it was pretty chill. Yeah. Well, I mean, what does that mean that they are thinking we're being invaded? Invaded by whom? I mean, you know, way back when, California belonged to Mexico. So, I'm sorry, what? You know? Well we're being invaded by those who are indigenous to this state, to this part of the United States, right? Well, yeah, I, I accept that most of the <clears throat> caravan, the people on the caravans, and those caravans, you know, they they drop people along the way so that not that many people end up getting close to the border. But mm-hmm. um, they're not necessarily from Mexico. They're coming through Mexico from other parts of Central America. Poorer parts. Yeah. Like Honduras and Guatemala and so on. Yeah. But, I mean, so this idea of, you know, there's this concept called the borderlands, right? And and you have people that are indigenous to both, right? California in Mexico, the United States and Mexico, right. and they're being blocked from from 
migrating back and forth like they used to and going and seeing their family yeah well, and so certain so, indian tribes yeah right so so you know what of this sort of this there they end up being in this uh, category of where do we belong right that liminal space mm-hmm. you know yeah something that a lot of minorities feel especially when you put a ban on a certain group coming in and out of the country mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i want to go visit my family and so and so uh there was that senator who wanted to visit her grandmother yeah. mm-hmm. 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 in palestine i, I think mm-hmm. is she a senator i think she's a congress congresswoman yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like well the, the israeli government's like well you gotta not say anything bad when you come mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and she's like no, I'm not going to do it. At first she Just agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. you know, um, taxing on my freedom of speech. Right. It's not uh, fair. And I'm an American citizen and we are big on freedom of speech. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a biggie in this country. And then you're telling me to go to another country and silence myself. Right. Which is fake news. The silence is mm-hmm, fake news. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's we're getting in this era of what do you believe, especially with all these voice changers mm-hmm. and facial recognition software where you can pretend you're Obama or George right. Bush or Donald Trump yeah. mm-hmm. saying things, and then mm-hmm. it goes on the Internet. And then you also have uh, journalists just spreading fake news and clickbait and mm-hmm, stuff to mm-hmm. catch your eye so they get ad revenue because that's all they care about. Mm-hmm. And oh, th- I hadn't thought of that. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. we're entering this era of who do I trust and what do I trust? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's scary, but it's a reality. Do I go directly to the scholars that are, you know doing actual research and trust Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. or do i keep scrolling through social media where i get most of my news Mm -hmm. and trust that because a lot of what the media produces is by the conquerors they are the conquerors and they want to oppress through fear Mm -hmm. and that's something we need to understand that this is an ancient concept Mm -hmm. that is still being used today we're not completely you know gone from it like when Mm -hmm. was the civil rights era Mm -hmm. in the 60s what is that 50 years ago Mm -hmm. maybe a little more we're not totally far and i think that's what Mm -hmm. people forget well actually we made quite a bit of progress in (laughs) civil rights but we're going backward yeah which is again very shocking to me because I really had hoped for the best for this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I do believe that all people should have rights. And I don't care whether someone is a citizen or not a citizen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, having the right to due process. I think everyone should have the right to health care because health care is, uh, is a public issue. Yeah. You know, if, if you right. have certain parts of the populace whether they're citizens or not citizens who can't get health care that puts the rest of us at risk right Mm -hmm. so uh you know there are other 
nation states where a person who is just a tourist can get free health care. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and that's for the good of everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For yeah. a healthy environment. Yeah. Yeah. I want to return back to the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about people getting their news from social media, right? They're scrolling through things like Facebook. Do people um, post news worthy articles on instagram as well things like that uh, you have to follow journalists mm, okay well okay so i'm just going to use facebook as an example mm-hmm. or youtube right yeah. i mean how many of us have youtube app on our iphone That's twitter exactly so so um the problem is uh, it's 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 following your behavior right so it's 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 using technology mm-hmm. right what do they call those bots or what do they call that algorithm algorithm. algorithm use an algorithm to see what you might like right you look at what does what is the title of it oh that looks good oh wow i'm gonna put a like or i'm gonna put a sad face or i'm gonna put an angry face right mm-hmm. or i'm gonna put a heart um and people are not clicking on the article they're not reading it they're not seeing whether it is actually a piece of journalism that's worthy and in which you really can you know rely upon right which gets to journalists and whether journalists are um, doing good work and doing journalism or contributing to fake news and this fake news industry, right? Mm-hmm. But social media is creating this um, this way of being, I think, in the world of people saying, "Hmm, okay, I'm whatever. just gonna, I'm just gonna ingest whatever I can." Scrolling through here, oh, I, this article looks good. Oh, it has. 20 likes from people that I like, so I'm going to say that I like it, or, you know, I'm going to share it, but I'm not going to look at, was this good research? Was this based on good research? What are the sources, Mm -hmm. right? Well, and the problem is, I think a lot of people don't even know how to tell if it's actually research. Mm -hmm, I'll mm -hmm. tell you, when I was in high school, I could tell, like, half of the articles and journalism just wasn't legitimate people Mm. weren't going to the new york times or the sacramento be these scholarly journalistic Mm. Mm -hmm. you know websites they were just scrolling on the first thing they see and thinking it's trustworthy but But, that needs to be incorporated that ability to Mm -hmm. discern whether something is um truthful Mm -hmm. uh representative um the ability to fact check that should be taught in all uh, high schools not just high school i think it should be taught starting in elementary school yes elementary middle school high Mm -hmm. school oh yeah i definitely um have my students um learn you know that you must only um uh, research i i would only allow them to research and reference articles that were scholarly i mean mm-hmm. we're talking from universities right. and i started them off with that so that they could get used to doing that so that when they 
get into higher education, they will automatically do that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And this has become kind of a role for librarians um, to teach people how to um, fact check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. has become a very important role. And I think that's good. I, I was fortunate growing up in a family where uh, you got challenged if you just said something Ooh. off the top of your head. Fake yeah, news. That's good. If you fake newsed it. If you fake Yeah, if you came home with a story, uh, even if it's something you read in your textbook. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of just untrue yeah. stuff in the in textbooks. Yes. Right. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, I wait, I grew up in a Muslim household. I know more than this textbook, and that is right. not true. Mm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, <laughs> so now there, there were uh, Muslim councils formed to fact-check textbooks in the state of California. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but they're in, I think, in the California legislature right now. There's a bill, kind of. I'm not saying it's criticizing that process. It's criticizing the textbooks mm. Mm. because they don't favor Israel. Mm. Wow. Uh, and, you know, because they've attempted to be truthful. Mm. So we're, we're always dealing with it. It's, it's a constant in our lives. And, uh, you know, I wish it would go away, but I guess it's not going to go away. Yeah. Uh, but the only no. thing we can do is, fight back and challenge people and you know we had a conversation today where we probably should have challenged the speaker and uh, but we were in a hurry yeah we, we gotta <laughs> get the podcast running <laughs> you know well yeah. you, you need to demand critical thinking yeah and it starts in education it starts when they're younger to teach them to critically think mm-hmm. um and, and there's a lot of critical thinking out there happening. I mean, I think there really is. I'm I'm pleased at what I see as long as kids are being educated to do so. And I think um, I think that's important. You know, I teach um, to always question, 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 because in that questioning, you are using critical thinking skills, mm-hmm. right? Even if you're, you know, not to question just for the sake of questioning to be a jerk about Belligerent. it. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Like really, really deeply questioning. Okay, where does this come from? Okay, what does this mean? What's, how do we, if, if, if I saw, you know, can I see it a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then doing, really evaluating and, and analyzing and doing the research to see whether that is true or not true. Make up your own mind, but don't just go, oh, well, my, my family says it's so, so it must be so. You know, how many, how many um, households, households, how many kids out there just parrot whatever their family says um most but, kids right yeah. but yeah. if you really get them to to analyze where they came up with that and why they think that they start to break it down and they start to see wow i really don't believe that yeah and that's when you unleash their voice and that's what we need to do more of mm-hmm. you know we need to teach kids and people to look at something objectively mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. determine whether it's right or wrong right 
Because mm-hmm. there's too much of people telling us what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like our intuition knows mm-hmm. more than external sources. Right. And that gets back to, you know, what should we be teaching in schools, really? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm critical thinking for sure for sure and and not to um believe all the fake news that you hear out there because that's just propaganda and then teaching them what is propaganda and why why is propaganda around and what has that been used for historically you know going back to when when you were a kid in world war ii right all that propaganda that was promoted in the movie theater to have you all um support a war you know yeah a war effort and so who's controlling the narrative there that would be the government right and you hear more and more of this now i think i was listening to um the interview with stephen colbert um anderson cooper um and i think that was alluded to as well that sort of controlling the narrative and Mm -hmm. and who's doing it yeah and it's not just the government it's people who have been influenced by the government or maybe mm. more you know leaning the one side mm. areas mm-hmm. like tom clancy for example mm-hmm. um i haven't read him by the way i, I know about yeah him. but he's he's he has books and video games and they are all skewed towards america be the heroes and mm. the middle east or whatever third world country being demonized yeah mm. and that's what propaganda is today it's this subtle influence Mm. it's not just posters Mm. Mm. you know from world war ii i remember when um we were in the process of invading iraq in uh, 2003 Mm -hmm. we would we had partly invaded them earlier but in 2003 and um a journalist who was there, and I don't remember who it was, but um, this person was quite good, um, was interviewing an American soldier in the south somewhere of Iraq. And the soldier told her that uh, these people are so ignorant, um, but, you know, they could... They could be brought along, okay. They they just needed some more education. Mm. And the woman said, uh, that is the journalist woman said, but, you know, this, uh, have you ever heard of Hammurabi? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the place where civilization started, where the first laws were given down, you know, mm-hmm. which had major societies. But the soldier said, well, but they don't have malls. Mm. Shopping malls make people civilized. Mm. Wow. Now, Iraq, at the time that we invaded in 2003, had an extremely high literacy rate, higher than our own Mm. in the United States. Uh, I think it's been reduced somewhat in the last uh, 10 uh, or 15 years Mm -hmm. because people weren't letting their kids go to school. Uh, because it was too dangerous, but that's probably going to be reversing itself. And and, and Iraq also had the highest percentage of PhDs. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, this was not an ignorant society at all, but 
everybody believed it was ignorant and the people were inherently bad. I think you had, oh, you had back in the first invasion, you had a professor at the University of California, Irvine, who challenged you because you were Iraqi in his class. Mm -hmm. What what happened? Mm. Um, what happened? Well, um, I had to drop that class, first of all. But um, <laughs> He was referring to the Bible, wasn't he? Uh, you know, I, I, the Assyrians I, of the Bible. I don't, I don't remember the context. I just remember the experience of, of being pointed out as my ancestors having killed whomever he was um, lecturing about at that time, and um, and pointing me out to hundreds of people in the class. Um, it was a big lecture hall, so that was nice to be outed. Mm -hmm. um, culturally and ethnically at a time when we were looking to um, invade this country. So um, that was really that was really difficult. That didn't mean that I was like hiding, you know, I mean, I clearly understand that um, uh, for some people I'm I'm passing being a havesy, right? Um, so some people may not even know that, but I did participate in the Arab Student Association at, um, at UCI. So, you know, I wasn't like I was like hiding from my culture or anything, but it was not, um, fair to do that to a student, an undergraduate student who's just there to learn and mm -hmm. have knowledge. And because she shared a piece of information with the professor, um, does that give him a right to point her out as being uh, this from this demon culture, you know, yeah. and demonizing um, all Iraqis? And by my being half Iraqi, therefore, I should be demonized as well. And he was demonizing you based on the Old Testament. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, and I go. found out a number of years later there was an article about him. Uh, in which it, it, he was saying that he had worked with the Mossad mm. on many projects. Mm. Well, there you go. So. But, you know, it's, um, I mean, racism is prevalent. Like you, I mean, I mean, we all see it. I mean, it is everywhere. It's even, it's even prevalent among those who, um, who would help who are from from you know primarily I'm just gonna say primarily the you know the the what's referred to as you know the oppressive culture right so so here it would be white right so um, even even with white liberals you can you can experience racism because even even if they're liberal right yeah because they have been socialized they've been a part of this culture and this culture. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, continues to perpetuate and propagandize and, and, um, back. Yeah. Can you move your mic farther away? Farther away. I talk too loud, y'all. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that's a big, um, a big problem because we have, we have people who are 
now using this concept of fake news, right? This concept of fake news to have us believe and have parts of the country believe that, you know, we're all being invaded right now, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you go to various states in this country that is that are not very far away from California, let's put it that way, um, that can happen, right? Where they're asking you, as you said, they're asking you, hey, what's going on over there? Y'all being invaded, isn't that scary? Mm. You know? Well, and then there's the issue, uh, speaking of our friends among the um, majority population, our liberal and progressive friends. Mm-hmm. Um, for years, I've had to, I, you know, I was married to your father, your grandfather, for almost 53 years. Mm-hmm. And people acted as though he was the exception mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the rule. Right. That Arab Muslim men always oppressed their wives, except mm-hmm. for him. He was right. the exception. Because he's been Americanized. That's what they yeah. say. Yeah. Well, you've been Americanized, so you have you have learned we're not to be talking like about how you. we are. Yeah. Right. We're not talking about you. It's mm-hmm. the others. Yeah. All the others. And they did that with people who were American, raised in America. Right. Ameri- they did that with blacks. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From yes. here. Oh, yeah. You're the exception of the black caucus. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The more that you participate in our narrative, the more that you participate in our white culture and act white, and the more that we accept you. When Mm -hmm. you don't, then we will let you know it. But you still have to sit down and be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't do that growing up. So I got comments like, you're not American. Like, you don't act American. Uh-huh. What? You know? <laughs> yeah. What is Born American? Yeah. You mean exactly. I don't act white? Right. Because I care about Other persons cultures. of color? Yes. You know what right. I mean? And yes. I care about my culture, and I stand mm, up right. for mm. what I believe, and mm. I voice my opinion, and I talk against fake news. Right. And there, there it goes, right? So if you go against what everybody else is claiming we're supposed to do, everybody else participating within the fake news narrative, right? If you challenge it, mm, you're not really American, really. Yeah, yeah you're, you're in your own group. Yeah, go back to your country. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Go back where you came Go from. back where you came from and you're like, my mom's womb? My mom's womb? Mm, or okay. Newport Beach. Right. Which That's one? where I was born. Yeah. You know. Happy to go back to Newport Beach. Yeah. Yes. 